The little white princess always woke in her little white bed when the starlings began to chatter in the pearl-gray morning. As soon as the woods were awake, she used to run up the twisting turret stairs with her little bare feet and stand on the top of the tower in her white bedgown and kiss her hands to the sun and to the woods and to the sleeping town and say, Good morning, pretty world. Then she would run down the cold stone steps and dress herself in her short skirt and her cap and apron and begin the day's work. She swept the rooms and made the breakfast. She washed the dishes and she scoured the pans. And all this she did because she was a real princess. For of all who should have served her, only one remained faithful. Her old nurse, who had lived with her in the tower all the princess's life, and now the nurse was old and feeble. The princess would not let her work any more, but did all the housework herself, while nurse sat still and did the sewing, because this was a real princess, with skin like milk and hair like flax and a heart like gold. Her name was Sabrinetta and her grandmother was Sabra, who married St. George after he had killed the dragon, and by real rights all the country belonged to her. The woods that stretched away to the mountains, the downs that sloped down to the sea, the pretty fields of corn and maize and rye, the olive orchards and the vineyards, and the little town itself, with its towers and its turrets, its steep roofs and strange windows that nestled in the hollow between the sea where the whirlpool was, and the mountains, white with snow and rosy with sunrise. But when her father and mother had died, leaving her cousin to take care of the kingdom till she grew up, he, being a very evil prince, took everything away from her, and all the people followed him, and now nothing was left her of all her possessions except the great dragon-proof tower that her grandfather St. George had built, and of all who should have been her servants, only the good nurse. This was why Sabrinetta was the first person in all the land to get a glimpse of the wonder. Early, 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 while all the townspeople were fast asleep, she ran up the turret steps and looked out over the field and at the other side of the field there was a green, ferny ditch, and a rose-thorny hedge, and then came the wood. And as Sabrinetta stood on her tower, she saw a shaking and a twisting of the rose-thorny hedge, and then something very bright and shining wriggled out through it into the ferny ditch and back again. It only came out for a minute, but she saw it quite plainly and she said to herself, Dear me, what a curious, shiny, bright-looking creature! If it were bigger, and if I didn't know that there have been no fabulous monsters for quite a long time now, I should almost think it was a dragon. The thing, whatever it was, did look rather like a dragon, but then it was too small, and it looked rather like a lizard. Only then it was too big. It was about as long as a hearth rug. I wish it had not been in such a hurry to get back into the wood, said Sabrinetta. Of course it's quite safe for me in my dragon-proof tower, 
But if it is a dragon, it's quite big enough to eat people. And today's the first of May, and the children go out to get flowers in the wood. When Sabrinetta had done the housework, she did not leave so much as a speck of dust anywhere, even in the corneriest corner of the winding stair. She put on her milk-white, silky gown with the moon daisies worked on it, and went up to the top of her tower again. Across the fields troops of children were going out to gather the may, and the sound of their laughter and singing came up to the top of the tower. I do hope it wasn't a dragon, said Sabrinetta.